Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, and today's book review is His Needs, Her Needs. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Cue ad. Alrighty, so this book. This is one of those books where I think everyone should read once a year. This is one of the... I have quite a few of those books, and for some reason, I actually haven't done a review on a lot of them. But this is one of those super important books. And what His Needs, Her Needs is about is a beautifully balanced book that talks about the other gender and explaining their needs to the other side. And the way he wrote it was masterfully done. So he'll take a guy's need and a girl's need. Uh, the number one guy's need... No, there's two number one guy's needs. Um, there are ten needs. And in rank of priority, the average guy will rank them almost opposite of the average girl. So a girl's... some of her least important needs are a guy's most important needs and vice versa. So what he'll do is each chapter he'll take number one most important need for guy, number one most important need for girl, and then one chapter will be on the guys, one chapter will be on the girls. And he just keeps bouncing back and forth between the two of them to kind of help hammer home the fact that no this isn't dumb, this is like your thing, and this is why you need to pay attention to it, because this, for her, is as important as this is for you. And vice versa, use her or him. So before we dive into the needs themselves, there was a couple things that were a really good note. First, this is needs, not preferences. If they do not get these needs, one of two things are guaranteed, guaranteed, to happen. Either they will leave... Or they will cheat. Because these are biological human needs. And they have to be met. If they're not met, the person will leave. Actually, a better way of phrasing it is it's a biological relationship need. And if they're not met, the person will leave to go find it elsewhere. Or they will slip into a coping mechanism of cheating to acquire it. And this is regardless of someone's morals or ethics. Anybody can fall, and I'm going to, anyone can fall victim to cheating on their spouse. And I phrased it that way specifically because not to let cheaters off of the hook, but because, to hammer home the fact that this is some serious stuff and you need to pay attention to it. So, I already talked about it a little bit, but let's talk about it again. There are 10 needs, um, and these are averages, but on average, there are five needs that the guys rank most important, and five needs that the girls rank most important, in descending order, and the girls' least most needed needs usually, on average, are the guys' most needed needs, and vice versa. But the number one guy's need might be for your specific guy his number two need, and vice versa. I'm going to be saying vice versa a lot, aren't I? 
But before we talk about the different needs individually, let's talk about the Love Bank account. And I thought this part was pretty cool because this is essentially what I've talked about, I think, multiple times on this show already. And it is that every relationship, you have a love bank. And you either are making positive deposits into it or withdrawing from negative encounters. And when you go into the red, negatives, your relationship ends. And he, and he liked to use specific numbers, so I'll do like that. So a compliment might be like worth one deposit. A super amazing date might be worth like 100 deposits. And when your bank account is like 10,000, you are madly in love with each other. And every time you meet a need, you're making deposits. Every time you don't meet a need, you're making withdrawals. Every time there's negative encounters, you're making withdrawals. And there's no such thing as unconditional love. Once your bank account is dried up, it's over. If you stop meeting your spouse's needs, it'll, your bank account will start going down. And then once it's dried up, well, then they're going to leave or cheat. If a need is not met, affair is likely. That's a, just a quote that I wrote down from the book itself. Anyway, let's dive into the different needs. Women's number one need. Um, so the first two needs are like required needs. Um, women's number one need, affection. And guys, affection does not mean sex. Affection means listening to her stories buying her flowers, the five love languages, this is where affection becomes useful. Or the five love languages is essentially a book on the different types of ways to demonstrate affection. And I believe I did that book review already on this podcast, so just look it up. But you have to give her affection, time, gifts, touch, like touch like is in hugs, words of affirmation of like good job or compliments serving her. These are all super important. I don't know if I missed one, but that's a lot of the five. Um, and women, guys still need this too, but it is not the same level of need. Uh, think of it this way, back to the love bank example. A number one, affection is the number one need for women. So guys, when you give her affection, that's like making a deposit of a thousand dollars or a thousand points but women on the vice versa because it is not guys number one need when you give them affection yes you're still making a deposit but it's more like 50 points five points it's still positive and they still need it and it still increases your relationship health but it's nowhere near as powerful and this goes for both genders and their needs so, affection. Affection is super important for women. Now it's time for the guys' turn. Well, actually, it's time for the girls' turn to talk about the guys. And this need is sexual intercourse. If you are not having regular, enthusiastic sex with your man, he will either leave you or cheat on you. Period. End of story. I'm sorry, but that's how it works. Now, gentlemen... She's not going to want to have sex for, with you if you, are ne if you are not needing meeting her need of affection beforehand. 
And like I like I um, started out with this book review where I told that he balances the two. Guys, she's not going to meet your need if she, if you don't meet her need. But back to a, a woman. It is a physical need. It is a full-fledged pressure that scratches at their brains until it is relieved. It is a physical need. And if you're curious about how about how it feels to be a guy with a guy's level of sex drive, you can put on a testosterone patch or something to temporarily ramp up your testosterone. And according to the book, most women who try that say they never want to experience that level of sexual frustration ever again. Now back to guys. I just hit my microphone so there might be a little thunk, but back to guys. She doesn't have the same physical need of sex that you do. She has sex to feel closer to you. And like I talked about already, if you're not um if you're not giving her affection, why will she want to feel closer to you? And the book breaks down a lot of ways of guys meeting a girl's sexual needs. Um but We'd spend forever just talking about that, and we need to move on. So, I'm just going to leave that to the book. Next, the secondary mo vital need of women. Intimate conversation. Gentlemen, if your woman comes up to you and is wanting to talk, or she says something like, we should, uh, we should talk, I don't know how to phrase it better than that, of, we should be talking... Um, and your response is something along the lines of, well, what do you need? What do we need to talk about? Think of it as, back to the balancing act, think of it for sex. If you went up to your woman and asked her to have sex, and her response was, oh, why do we need to have sex? Are we wanting to have a baby? That's the, the same thing that you're saying to her when you're saying, why do we need to have a conversation? Is there something wrong? Da da da. The conversation itself is the need and is the enjoyment. Women, guys don't need to guys don't feel the need to talk very often. Um so just because they're not talking to you doesn't mean they're mad. It just means that they don't have anything to say. Guys, if your woman wants to talk to you, make sure you talk to her. That is, if you want to make your relationship work and to make her happier. However, women, you are more often guilty of toxic conversational habits than men are. And when you have toxic conversational habits, which we'll get into here in a sec, why is he going to want to talk to you? You're an awful person to talk to. So make sure you're not doing these things and make sure that you're doing what we'll talk about next, the friends of conversation. So one, demands. I don't think that one needs to be explained. Two, disrespect. If you have disrespect while talking to each other, then that conversation is not going to be a deposit. It's going to be a withdrawal. Three, anger. Four, dwelling on past mistakes. Let me repeat that one. Dwelling on past mistakes is a toxic conversational habit. And if you continually bring up past mistakes, why is he, because women are the more guilty of this, going to want to talk to you? If any of those four toxic conversation habits come into your conversations with your spouse, both male and female, 
then it's not going to be a deposit, it's going to be a withdrawal. Now, conversational friends, things that help you make sure that it is a deposit. Guys, this is the part that you need to listen up to more. One, interests. Make sure that you're both talking about something that is of interest to the both of you. And if not, make sure it's what of interest is for the girl. Because, like I said already, this is not as big of a need for guys. So make sure if you're having a conversation and you're trying to deposit in her bank account that it's something that interests her. And then 1.5, because this wasn't actually one of his points, but I thought it bared extra remarks, is making sure that the conversation is balanced. If one person is doing all of the talking, then the other person is not going to be enjoying themselves. And this is the part that oftentimes women struggle with. You need to make sure that you include your man in the conversation that you are having with your man. Two, undivided attention. A intimate conversation does not count if you are watching TV, gentlemen. You are not making deposits in her bank account if you are occupied with something else and only partially listening to her while she talks. It just doesn't count. Sorry. Anyway, this episode is already going long, so we're going to speed it up. Um, the second super important need for gentlemen, women, listen up. Recreational enjoyment. You need to go do things with your man that he enjoys. Now, obviously that's a lot easier if you both enjoy it. And guys, you should make an effort to make sure that she's enjoying her time with you doing things. However, this is a vital need, women, and you mess this one up so often. I'm a guy, so I can't tell how often we mess up the affection and intimate conversations, but I do know we mess it up plenty. But I, I know that this one is really bad and is often overlooked by women, so that's why I'm hammering home this one. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You need to have things in common, and you need to go do those things. You need to be his favorite hangout buddy. So if it's sports, hunting, um, video games, hiking, if you are not doing those things with him, he, because it's a human, it's a relationship need, he will go find other people to do those things with. For example, hanging out with the boys. Now, you should still let him go hang out with the boys, and in fact, by trying to make it so he, I have a friend who I'm going to talk about because I'm certain his wife and him don't listen to this podcast, but I have a friend whose wife will not let him hang out with anybody nowadays, and he is absolutely miserable, and she doesn't want to do anything that he finds enjoyable, and he is absolutely miserable. And in the book, the author talks about an example of, I want to say it was tennis, um, and he was talking about how him and his wife, he loved tennis, and she would play with tennis with him because when they were dating, but as soon as they were getting serious, she was like, I don't really want to do tennis um, anymore. And so they found something else that they can do together. But he also gave the example, and I'm just going to stick with tennis because I don't remember what he talked about, of a guy 
doing things with his wife originally that he enjoyed, and then she stopped, and she told him to go find somebody else to do it with. And, well, that other person was a woman. And so this is a vital need, so it's massive amounts of bank deposits into his love bank every time he goes and spends time with that woman. Over time, that adds up. So make sure you're doing things with your guy that he enjoys, and make sure that you allow him to go do things with his guy friends. Otherwise, he will be miserable. Think of it as if you never had a conversation with him. How happy would you be? And those are the four vital needs for guys and girls. And then there's six others, but I also didn't... I didn't finish the book. I actually ran out of time, but I wanted to talk about do the book review before we before it all evaporated out of my brain. So I wanted to get the super important parts done, but also we're about out of time, so I'm just going to breeze through the last little bit. Next need, honesty and openness. And he gave a pretty funny example of not being honest and open and causing problems. So, the woman is allergic to flowers. A guy, to try and show affection, brought her some flowers. And because she's not being honest and open and like, oh, by the way, I'm allergic to flowers, she takes the flowers and puts them on their dining room table. Well, because she's allergic, she's not feeling too good. While the guy's trying to be a good spouse and make sure that she's feeling loved, so she's feeling down, so he's going to step it up a little bit. And he goes and buys her more flowers. And she's still not honest and open about it, so she puts them on the table. Now she's feeling even worse, so he goes and buys her more flowers. So just make sure that you're honest and open with your partner, and especially on things like schedule and needs. It doesn't matter if you're not doing anything. If you're not sharing what you're up to with your spouse, they're going to start thinking something's up. Anyway, that was the woman's third one, is honest and openness. And then the next part of that is actually security which security is kind of its own need in itself, but it, it there's the relationship security, which you need to be honest and open about. Otherwise, you won't feel secure in the relationship. And then there's others, which we'll talk about in a sec. So you need to make sure that your wife feels secure or your girlfriend feels secure in your relationship. Next, get the third guy need. And the first two, he said, were the most vital, um, but these third ones are still super vital and for certain individuals, will some might put the second one as their third and the third one as their second. Anyway, I just also remembered something that I forgot for the interest ones, and it's just a personal antidote of when I'm talking to a girl, because I didn't even realize I did this until I was reading the book, because shared interests are so important to me, because it's one of the top needs, One inevitably, one of the first things I will say or ask a girl is what she enjoys doing. And if the first things out of her mouth are completely incompatible with my interests, I instantly lose almost all interest in her. So that's just an example of how big of a need this is for guys. Now on to the next one, which I honestly don't know if it is my third or my second, because this one's also super important to me. And that is physical attractiveness. Women, Guys are visual creatures. They need to be physically attracted to you. And the best way to phrase it in uh, your viewpoint is uh, imagine 
if you met this guy, he was super successful, really cared about having deep, intimate conversations with you and flower and showered you with flowers and all sorts of stuff. And then the moment you got married, he quit his job, told you to take care of everything and um, stopped having conversations with you and told you that a woman's role is to be seen, not heard. That is the equivalent of a woman getting in shape to date guys. And then the moment she gets married, she puts on 30 pounds. If a guy did what I just described to you, do you think you would stay with him? Now, a lot of guys are moral and they try and stay with the girl, but they're not going to be happy because this is still a super important need. And that's just on physicalityness. Let's talk about appearance and dress real quick. And I'm actually super over time, so this might be the last one we talk about. But what do you wear around the house? Oftentimes, and I've seen countless jokes, it's more like grim humor jokes, but jokes about how when a woman is going out, she will dress super nice for all the guys and girls outside of the house, but when she's home, she looks like a bum. Now, I'm not saying don't be comfortable, but who is the most important person in your life, and how are you presenting yourself to them on a regular basis? And in fact, the author even talks about making sure that you dress nicely to bed. Are you going in a 1800s nightgown, or are you going to bed in lingerie? You are, how are you presenting your attractiveness ness to your spouse? And are they, and who matters more, the p other people who see you or the spouse who sees you? Oftentimes you dress pretty casually at home because nobody's going to see you, but your spouse sees you, and your spouse is your most important person. So make sure that you dress nicely for them. And then gentlemen, actually this one's kind of for women too, but gentlemen, make sure you smell good. Make sure you take care of your hygiene. Why would she want to have sex with you if you smell like you haven't showered in a week and have nasty breath and your balls smell like piss. She's not going to want to do it. So make sure you look good and smell good and take care of yourself hygienically. Women, this is the part where I was talking about that it's related to you as well, of going back to making sure that you dress nice, including dressing nice for bed. Think of dressing nice for your husband as him making sure he doesn't stink for you. All right, next need for women is financial security. Guys, deal with it. Women will marry you for your money. Um, it is not as bad as a lot of us make it out to be, but if you cannot provide for her needs, her financial needs, like food, water, shelter, she is not going to want to date you, and she will feel used if she, um, you are not the one providing for her needs. This is a biological component. All the shaming we do in the world won't change that. However, women, are you being unfair? Uh, I'll use my sister as an example. She wants it all. She wants it fancy. She wants the guy to buy her all sorts of stuff. Um, she wants a super nice house. She doesn't want to have to work. Um, and she wants all the super nice things. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about meeting your needs, not your wants. So guys, make sure that you're financially capable of providing for a household. And if your woman, this isn't part of the book, this is Nathan talking, if your woman is way too demanding financially, 
my suggestion is don't have anything to do with her. There's plenty of women out there and she's not worth it. And then the last one I got to was guys need quiet. Guys need to have some time alone to think, to process, to just be at peace. Girls do not. Not usually anyway. Even the most extroverted guys, they still need quiet to be alone. So that's it for this book of His Needs, Her Needs. I feel like I woefully underdid the woman's half and then ranted a little too much on the guy's half, but that's probably because I'm not a psychologist, whereas the author is, and I'm not a marriage counselor, whereas the author is, and I'm just a frustrated guy that's yelling at women. <laughs> so go read the book, It, especially girls, it's much more balanced out for, or especially guys, because I did the girls part pretty good, but I did expressing what the girls' needs are much less effectively. So go read the book. This is one of those books that I think you should read regularly just to remind yourself of the things that the other person, the other gender needs in a relationship. So go read the book. It's really good. And again, it is His Needs, Her Needs. And while you're at it, go check out my book, The Blueprint of Wealth. Link will be down below. And I will see you all next week. Oh, and one more thing. If you would like to purchase this book and you would like to help support the podcast, there is an Amazon link down below that will take you directly to this book. And if you use that link and purchase the book, Amazon will give me a couple of pennies. So use that link down below. I, for one, would appreciate it.